Fab and Femme Zone. It's your place to be inspired and empowered. Bonnie Gale, Body Liberator, and Mia Signs, self-love teacher, take you on a journey to live your extraordinary lifestyle of Fab and Femme. Hello, and welcome to Fab and Femme, this amazing radio show. I'm Mia Signs, and my co-host is Bonnie Gale. She's amazing. And I'm going to bring on Bonnie in a second. But we wanted to let you know that on today's show, we're going to be discussing the values of living a fab and femme lifestyle and what it truly means to be in that place of empowered feminine grace. Sometimes we call it a space. It's something that makes you feel really amazing. The idea of women coming together to support each other, this isn't new at all. In fact, because I'm talking about women coming together and supporting. Let's bring on Bonnie now, and then I'll finish the opening. Hey, Bonnie, I should have brought you on sooner. How are you? (laughs) It's okay. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So Bonnie and I truly support the idea of women coming together and to supporting each other. And this isn't anything new. This is really ancient old ways. But we all know that in our today's or our modern society, We often refer to this bonding as the sisterhood. And you know what's really cool about the sisterhood is it becomes a community of women, and we support each other in all these areas of life that are so important. So it's much different than that space that we once were of that victimhood conversation that seems to sometimes spiral around with women. Instead, Mm -hmm. we want to help empower you to expand you. Isn't that so, Bonnie? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So like when you so and Mia, you know what, this is the whole point of being fabulous. So when you're in your fabulousness, you know, you're not stressing out, you're not overwhelmed, you're not freaking out, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, driving people crazy, you're not nagging people. You know, when you're in your fabulous, you're in a really good, strong, supportive place. And you have people to support you around you, you know, to support around you. That's important. One Mm -hmm. of the reasons why me and I want to have a sisterhood like this, we want to have a community like this, is because there are so many communities where women are catty and they're basically knocking each other and bullying each other and trying to upstage each other. And really, that's not part of being fabulous and being a woman at all. That's right. Being fabulous yes. and being women is helping raise the vibration overall, you know, being in your, being in your best place, being your best advocate for yourself and other people. That's you being in your fabulousness. And everybody has different ways of showing up in their fabulousness. Mm-hmm. Right, Mia? That's, it's absolutely true. And I want us to get into who we are in our stories because they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. And although we both have been, I'm a business strategist, you're uh, a money and finance person, we also have another side that blesses the world so, so greatly. Like I'm a love teacher and I teach conscious self-love, feminine awareness, um, and in there you get mindset and a whole bunch of other stuff. And and I'm just going to say one of the things, Bonnie's a body liberator that blew my mind when I first met her. So do you want to share a little bit about your journey that brought you to that this space today where for the last, 
gosh, you and I have been friends and, and working on projects off and on for, I think, something like seven years. That's a long time. A long time. Yeah. I know. Isn't that funny? I know. Time yeah. flies when you're having fun. Time flies exactly. when you're with somebody fabulous. You know that? <laughs> That's right. Isn't that true, though? <laughs> oh, my is. goodness. It's yes. It's fun, it's fun, isn't it? It's very much fun. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I've been on a wild ride. I mean, it's, you know, which has brought brought us to this place. You know, you know, Mia has been on her journey. I've been on my journey and we found a place where our paths merged and came together and where we could do something that would be really amazing and fabulous for women. And one of the things that I love about that is had I never been opened and, you know, and willing and in a good space, a good headspace and a good mindset, you know, because I've been working with all these coaches and it's like, you know, I really have changed drastically like mm-hmm. in the last seven or eight years I've changed drastically in a lot of areas of my life and probably every area of my life and um, I've up leveled in a lot of areas and I've also become more humble in my life in a lot of ways because there have been things that have shown me that humility is important so it's important to have humility to not just be walking around bragging about how great you are all the time you know, mm-hmm. if one of the things about being fabulous is people want to be like you when you are fabulous. When you're in your fabulous self, they want to be like you. So if you have to tell somebody that you're fabulous, you're not. That's right. That's right. And and it's amazing because being in this fab and femme zone is so um it's so empowering because in this place with trusted other women, as you grow within who you are, what happens is, I know for me, I was, we've talked about this before, um, on, well, this is our, our first show here, so I guess I have to start over. So I'm an introvert and Bonnie's an introvert, and I'm what they call an extroverted introvert. But I wasn't always. Ten years ago was this shift in my life where Due to the trauma that I, if it's okay, I'll go ahead with my story, Bonnie. <laughs> Due to the trauma that I had growing up, I had severe PTSD. And so that kept me small and it kept me in a place of hiding and it kept me depleted and it kept me sick and it kept me depressed until one day after a lot of trauma and a serious accident after 9-11 where I was put in a wheelchair and I had physical therapy for uh, literally five days for an hour and a half each day, each week. And I saw three or four different doctors every single week. This went on for over three years. When my primary care physician finally said in July of 2008, so 10 years ago, said, Mia, you need to get your affairs in order, your organs are crashing, and you have less than two years to live. That's pretty scary stuff. Oh, you know, my God, much, yeah. I can pretty much hold it together when I, when I talk about it because of the work that proceeded after that, the inner growth work, the claiming my life, the becoming the woman that I am today. Um, I wanted to support other women and men, but primarily women. And what happened was I created this 
some people are calling it fempire. It's so perfect for you, Vaughn. A fempire is, is being feminine with all these different building blocks attached, you know, all these different businesses. Oh, my God, I like that. Yeah, and for me, too, I need to claim that, you know. Hey, I like the way it sounds for Bonnie, then I should like the way it sounds for Mia, too. And so it's what allowed me to start to build my fempire and my community of, of supporters and women. I'm not talking about the people that follow my work. I'm talking about the colleagues that I can call on a split-second basis <clears throat> and say, I've got a book project. I've got a magazine. I've got this or that. Would you like to you know, talk about being a writer? I don't know anyone that, that has a community like that besides myself. And it's something, because it's incredibly large. But I want to, and not only do I share everybody with each other, I want to teach people how to build these. You want to teach people how to build these. So together, we're, we're doing that. So that's basically my, my story of me in a nutshell. Um, and it really is vitally important for Bonnie and I to do this work together. Um, I believe that through the years, and we've, as I mentioned before, we've been, we've been doing projects for about seven years now. So through the years, we've come closer and closer and closer and closer because what happens with women when they grow their interpersonal relationship with themselves, which changes that interpersonal dialogue from negative into positive, is you find the ones that are like you that actually become your family. And so when somebody, when you care about somebody that much and respect them, guess what? It's like loving yourself. And so you go out of your way to a degree to support them just as they go out of their way to support you. It's a beautiful communal relationship. It literally is what the world is looking for. So welcome to Fab and Femme Zone. This is awesome. <laughs> oh my God, I love so, that. So being a body liberator, Bonnie, because when I first met you, I never heard that. I was just like blown away. You know, even way back when, when we met, even self-love teachers were rare, right? I mean, the, the serious right. ones. And now everything's exploded. So do you want to share a little bit about your um, self-love journey, your body love yeah. journey into? Great. Absolutely. So where body liberation came from is kind of like a two-part thing. Okay, so like historically, just so that you understand kind of like where I came back from, you know, where I came from really truthfully. So I came from 150 degrees, the opposite of where I am today, 180 degrees, because literally I was the biggest uh, junk food junkie person, didn't take care of myself, didn't know how to take care of myself, was not interested in learning how to be healthy or take care of myself. I didn't care about being fabulous. I was a complete tomboy and an athlete, and that's really all I cared about. And when I was 16 years old, I was violently raped. And that really affected me in a really huge way because about within six months of that, I was also injured five times. So I was a long-distance runner, competitive, who got injured, couldn't run anymore, and was raped. So this was like a combination for disaster. And literally, over the next year, I gained 60 pounds, eating myself into a lethargy. I was miserable. I was depressed. I didn't know what to do with myself. And um, a coach at my school 
actually pulled me aside one day and said to me, Bonnie, you know, um, I, there's, you know, I don't know what's going on with you, but I feel like there's something going on with you. And if there's some way, shape or form that I could help you, I would love to do that because I'm very concerned about you. Like if you keep going on the way that you're going on, you are like going to be in trouble for the rest of your life. And that was my big wake up call. Like I went home that day and I got on the scale and I had gained literally 75 pounds in one year, 75 pounds in one year. And I didn't even realize it. I was completely in denial of what was going on with me and what I was doing to myself. And my injuries kept getting worse and I like just didn't know how to take care of myself and eventually ended up becoming bulimic. I I mean, I tried like every diet, nothing worked. Then I became bulimic and thought, oh, that was a wonderful idea. But that's because I was in such a bad headspace that I didn't even know the difference between something that could literally be killing me or not. And so I went on this journey of like a long, slow death. And I literally almost died at the age of 28 choking to death. And I still didn't get help. Like I still didn't think there was something wrong. That's how sick I was. So finally at the age of 29, I realized that I wanted something different and I didn't want to live this way anymore. And I ended up getting help. And I was very fortunate because, you know, I literally had choked to death and do not know how I woke up from it at the age of 28. Like, I don't know. So my angels were watching over me, and this was part of my beginning of opening up to understand that there was something out there greater than me, something bigger, something that could help me, something that was in this world that I needed to connect to in a different way. That was like the beginning of my understanding. And, um, you know, and I literally went on this very long journey. Um, I got very into spirituality. I was only around spiritual people for about the first seven years of that that was going on that started at 29 because I had to make sure that I kept myself in a good place because the people that I was around before that, some of most of them didn't know what was going on with me and then the few that did were kind of also partaking in the same thing so I had to kind of get away from that to be able to get out of it so this is why I'm so about you know fabulous and feminine and being supportive and having support around you because without support I would not have been able to do that and so I I sought out support. I got support. And literally, once I really kind of got my food in check, that's when I realized that I really hated what I looked like. And I was like, I didn't know how to give myself positive love. I didn't know what self-love was. And I was like looking in the mirror, you know, and just like horrified at what I saw. And it took me many years and eventually I ended up getting to a healer and I ended up understanding that I was calling in all of this negativity to myself and I was and all of this came from me that I could do something to change this 
but I was going to have to go inward and go in and fix what was going on on the inside of me and work on, and that this was going to be something that I was going to be dealing with for the rest of my life. It's not like a quick fix that ends one day. And, you know, a short time after that, I started feeling differently. And as I went through life, so that started at 39, and I'm 54 today, right? And so along that path, I started cleaning up my food. And then um, as I was cleaning up my food, then I was, you know, looking at what products am I using on my body, in my body. And then at the age of 41, I went into um, an overnight menopause out of, that came from trauma and literally the biggest challenge I had was vaginal atrophy. So I was walking around in pain. I was sitting in pain. I was laying in pain. I was in pain all the time. And I didn't know how to get out of it. And so um, literally I was asking everybody I knew, even my mother, and nobody had gone through what I was going through. And it was all vaginal pain. And so I was like terrified. And I didn't like going to doctors. But... Eventually, I went to the doctor, and I found out that I had something called vaginal atrophy, which is like literally something that most women get in postmenopause. 65% of women will experience this, and it was a super painful thing that the answer from the doctor was to use lube and have sex more often. Well, the thought of having sex at that time was not even in my mind's eye because walking around was painful, excruciating. So I had to create something first. And so I started working with somebody to create a cream that I could use so that I could stop walking around in pain. And as I started to do that, things started changing and my whole world started changing and I got involved in women's issues. And from there, I ended up, you know, getting into this whole community of a lot of women that are online. And from there, I started seeing that, you know what, I wasn't the only one. There were so many people like me out there that were going through all different kinds of things. But I knew that I was on the healing path. So that was the good news. And eventually, I became a body image coach because, you know, I saw people telling themselves all these things tough things about how they looked and felt and they were demeaning themselves and they had low self-esteem. And that was me. I could relate to that, but I learned to turn that around. And so I wanted to be able to help other women do that. And so literally this is, you know, kind of been a long evolution to get to this place of coming out with fabulous and feminine. That's awesome, honey. And I know how, um, When we tell our stories, we've told them many, many, many times, but they're Mm -hmm. still so, so powerful and they touch us. You know, I've heard your story several times and, and each Mm -hmm. time we tell it slightly different and it's really beautiful. And one of the things about being a fab and empowered femme woman is understanding the true essence of vulnerability and it's the most beautiful thing because when we can surrender and open up without fear of being hurt, then our world changes. We can actually Mm -hmm. uh, be and say the things that we want to be. And I heard a lot of vulnerability in your story and it's, it's beautiful. 
So mm, I wanted to, to share that because you're welcome, because it's really important for people to understand these elements that they don't, right? So a lot of people look at their personal journey as, some look at it as, ah, it's my thing, forget it, you know, life will, will go on. And some people look at it and say, wow, I want to learn so much that I can be the most amazing version of me that's already loved, already amazing. I just want to get to that space where I can truly feel it, you know, on, even on a visceral level in our body, feel right. that, that love. And so right. that's really, that's really beautiful. So what some of the things that we deal with that besides beautiful conversations of everything that makes us strong, because really this kind of lifestyle is not, just limited to, um, you know, so when you talk about a sisterhood, boy, that includes your business, your family, your body, yourself, your community, you know, your work, everything. It's not just one thing. And so the same with developing who we are on this journey, it's about the self-love, the body love, your mindset, how you get there, everything that empowers you, these empowered conversations with others, you know, again, being vulnerable, not being afraid to surrender because when we when we don't surrender and we are all rigid and tight, what happens? We're not listening, we're not participating, we're not being in it in the present moment. And so for some people, that might even be one of the first things that you learn about being amazing and fabulous and feminine is being in the present moment because mm. everything happens right here, right in front of exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And learning and really kind of like learning how to trust yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, one of the things that I know about myself is that I never used to trust myself. Like I never used to think that I was smart. You know, it's like the messages that I told myself were so low. You know, I had such low self-esteem, you know, we and the people that are around you affect you so you have to understand mm-hmm. like who are the 5 to 10 closest people around you in your life and notice what they're saying notice the messages because they're infusing those messages into you so whenever okay. you talk to them you know if they're telling you that you know they're so miserable i'm so miserable all the time you know like this is the kind of messages that are infusing into your body. Yep. You know, and you have to, and the thing is, we don't know how to clear this stuff most of the time. So I have seen, you know, so I can have conversations with people and those conversations can be heavy at times because sometimes Mm -hmm. we're going through some tough stuff. But when that happens, we have to clear ourselves. And I know myself, I forget to clear myself all the time. And it affects me if I don't clear myself. So it's really important that we do clear ourselves. So it doesn't mean that you're not going to face any adverse, any, any adverse, any adverse situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's okay. always adversity. You know what I mean? So having a fabulous life, being a fabulous female doesn't mean that you're not going to have any adversity in life. It just means that you're going to go through the adversity with a lot more ease and grace than if you weren't fabulous. 
Because if you weren't mm-hmm. fabulous, it's going to take you down. And if you are fabulous, you're not going to let those things take you down. You're just going to move through them. That's right. It's about how quickly we bounce back, literally. Because yep. we've seen, we've experienced ourselves, and we've seen others that can go down for the count. You know, we're talking about not just six months. We're talking about six years or ten years. And then they look at their life, and they're like, where did the time go? Where did I lose it? I used to be practicing something that made me feel amazing. So it's it's about wanting that desire and that literally that's part of our conscious awareness when we set an intention forward such as I want a different life, I want to be happy, I want to be feminine, I want to be glamorous, whatever it is that a specific woman, since this is a woman's show, a specific woman wants to be, when we put that intention out there, we've already set it out to the universe. One of my, I, I have very few teachers simply because my greatest teacher was my connection with God and all the conversations and communications I've had over the years. Um, but one of my human teachers said to me once when she was saying, you know, there's, there's been a lot of chaos in your life. And I said to her, yeah, but how do I change that? Now, this woman was a therapist, a psychologist, and a spiritualist that really elevated my experience when I was uh, learning from her. And she said, you just did. You just declared it to the universe. And, you know, with that knowledge that I declared it to the universe, that it can't go backwards because consciousness, once it's expanded, can never go back to its former state. Even a little thing as a desire like that. I realized, wow, and I watched the chaos disappear because that was my most, um, and you don't even probably know this, Bonnie, that was my most desired thing was to have no chaos in my life. And it took no, me I didn't 20 know that. years. <laughs> yeah, it took me like 20 years from that moment of that declaration to finally say today, wow, I can see how that works. You know, I mean, full scale, full scale of, of who I've grown into and how chaos sometimes comes up and tries to grab me, but I'm so much more aware and on top of it simply because I practice what I preach and I practice the work that I set forth because it makes my life smooth, just like it makes your life smooth, Bonnie. And and every person who's listening who has actually done work like this that says, wow, that's right, when I do the work, I feel so much better. So it's very, very cool. You know, you said something about the memory in our body, and I wanted to go back and touch on that. We do have a cellular memory in our body. So trauma of any kind, whether it's induced by ourselves or whether it's produced by someone else, that stays within our body. So when Bonnie was talking about clearing ourselves, it's literally we need to clear different areas as we recognize it or when we're through and realize that someone has taken us energetically into a space we're not happy, or if somebody pisses us off and gets us angry. <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> oh, my God, that's hysterical. <laughs> and, and they can get us angry, too, right? That's, that's right. We can practice love a lot and stuff, but we can still get angry. And so we need to clear our body because everything that we say outward from our mouth, guess what? We're listening. We hear it. We absorb it back in. It's vibrational. We're water people, literally. Our bodies are anywhere from 76 to 96% water, so depending on the human being. So that's really right there tells you 
we are water people, so there's a vibrational sound that goes through our system that we resonate with or that attaches to us. So this stuff that's been proven by even science is not hocus-pocus stuff. It really is who we are. And then you talked about the saboteur, and so I just wanted to share with you guys two things that you're going to learn here with us over time from us talking. So it's just like a vocabulary thing. The saboteur is the part of us that literally is a manipulator and will sabotage us into doing negativity against ourselves. I know it sounds scary, doesn't it? But literally it works with the subconscious. It works with the subconscious until we elevate our subconscious and put in new patterns, which we'll also be talking throughout all of this stuff. Um, event, you know, we get to everything eventually and with different guests that we're going to have on that will support you. And so we're, we're shifting, putting in new patterns as we create this way of life. We're implementing new patterns. And so what happens then when you put in good positive patterns is your subconscious will start to regurgitate them up. I call it regurgitation because when you can see that it's sort of like a computer just spitting out information, well, all of a sudden when you're starting to get the positive information after doing something that normally you'd have a negative response to and it's supporting you, that's your subconscious. It shows you that it's working on different levels and that your subconscious then learns how to work with your conscious. But that's once you do a lot of work. So that's the saboteur. The inner critic is simply that space within us that always tells us we're no good, we're not worthy, we're ugly, stupid, fat, you know, too skinny, too unmotivated, whatever the, the lie is about you, just know that it's false. It's not true because literally we are amazing beings. When we understand our body and our brain and how they work together, we're pretty phenomenal. We're pretty I know. Femme femme we're pretty fabulous with We're pretty a lot fabulous of and phenomenal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And all of oh them my gosh. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, and see, the fun part is I love, I mean, I love this because, like, literally there's fabulous things in every area. So we're going to be going into, like, the fabulousness of money, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. really kind of giving you, like, real solid tips on things that you can do with money, whether it's in business or your personal life. So some days we're going to be talking about money. Maybe I'll give you a money tip every day if that's something that would make you feel good. You know, so we would love for you to kind of like listen and give us feedback, you know, if you are interested. And so if you could, you know, write to us at fab and fem at gmail.com and let us know if we, you know, if there's something that you want us to talk about, we would love that because I think it would be so much fun to get user requests to what they want to hear about. You know what I mean? Like that would be amazing because there's fabulousness in everywhere. So yeah. And in everyone too. Yeah. And in everyone too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love that. And we also will have a Facebook group page that can support everyone, um, you know, on the on the ins and outs of days to day of, of what we're bringing you and people and all sorts of great stuff. So it's fabulous. So so getting um, I already know who I want to be next week's guest, which I'll share with you. Um, and, and I know you'll love her, too, Bonnie. But. Today, we still have some time, so let's take this into a space further that we can support 
everybody who's listening on, on the live stream or on the replay. And I'm thinking and seeing, and probably because it's right in front of my eyes on my computer screen, but I'm seeing the word sisterhood. And so mm. obviously I my eyes went to that word instead of everything else on there. And one thing that I want women and men who are listening to understand is we used to be very tribal. We used to be community oriented. What does that look like? That looks like people working together, or, or it could be a hippie commune, either one, um, people working together, you know, growing food, washing food, taking care of it, um, making sure that if you're making the bread that I'm washing the clothes, it's, it's connectedness, it's interaction, it's not running and hiding by ourselves. So what happened was in those type of communities is everything seemed to get done instead of that day where you're on your um, hamster wheel just going round and round and round and round. So in modern day, we don't really hang out around the water hole or around the campfire cooking and cleaning and that kind of stuff, but we still can support each other and, and teach from each other. So humans learn by storytelling. They learn experientially from others and from storytelling. So as we share information with you and our guests share information with you, it's here to support your growth. And we really want you to know that the inner workings of you, the psycho this um, psyche of the, you know, the the psychology of the human is literally about the strength, gaining strength in areas that you feel you have weakness. Now, first, be very gentle. That's the self-love coming through. Be very gentle with yourself. And as you move through and you start to heal things, other things will present themselves, not in a scary fashion, because as you grow, you get past all of, all of that. But understand that things present themselves so that you can be stronger and you can clear them away. Have you noticed, Bonnie, over the years where people start their journey and then hightail it away? Oh, yeah, all the time. Are you kidding me? Like people because they get scared. I mean, change is scary. And, you know, and it's not for, I mean, change is a brave walking through train. You have to be brave and courageous to walk through change because change can be super, super scary. Mm-hmm. It can be, but what's on the other side is so amazing, isn't it? Oh my God, totally, totally, totally amazing. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And, and that's the whole thing is like people give up before they get to the good stuff. So mm-hmm. like, I, what would your life look like if you didn't give up all the time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there are times when, you need to let something go. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I definitely feel that, you know, sometimes we hold on to certain things for too long. There's no question, mm-hmm. but then there are other things. And I think, so I think we have like a twofold problem. We hold on to things that aren't good for us for a really long time. And then those things kind of actually block us from being open to the new things that are showing up in our life, but we don't realize what they are yet because we're kind of being held back by the old stuff that's keeping us down. So Mm -hmm. you can't even recognize what is a potential opportunity or not. 
Like, you don't even have the awareness to be able to do that. That's right. And you know what's interesting? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's really interesting? As we grow, the the certain terms don't seem as clinical and don't seem as scary and don't seem as holding up your hands in front of your face and saying, I don't understand. When we surrender into even the simple fact of, wanting to be fabulous or wanting to feel amazing, wanting to feel like the woman that you used to dream of when you were a child. Those are the spaces that really where magic begins to happen when you hold that intention and you move forward. There are so many lessons that we learn from each other because if we didn't hear somebody's amazing story of how they got to the other side, we have no hope or path or vision. The majority of the population on planet Earth, I'm talking about perhaps not you who's listening, but the majority of the population feels lost and doesn't know how to get out and change their experience. I do want to share that when I, 10 years ago, when I changed my life, I got out of the wheelchair, I built my inner core, I created a path and a plan of how to move forward. I had been an invalid for, boy, I was counting it with my kids yesterday. Um, For over six years, I was an invalid. That is so long in a child's life. It breaks my heart. And so as I was growing who I was, you know, and I was feeling pretty good. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. I want to hear how you got out of the wheelchair. Oh, that's no, scary. I'm serious okay. because okay. like this is like okay. some of the stuff, you know. It it is important. So, um, I shared a little bit about my experience about that accident that I had after 9/11, and so 9/11 threw my PTSD into, and I actually have PTSD C, which is complex. It's either for highly abusive uh, or high abuse, high child abuse, or uh, people of war. And so um, that got activated, and I stayed in that space for a long time. And then at a major department store trying to do back-to-school shopping for my kids, boxes fell down and hit me on the head, and I was on the floor taken away by ambulance. And then you heard about all the physical therapy and all the years, et cetera. So I woke up on my birthday. I slept 20 hours a day. I was only awake for two stretches, equaling four hours, so two hours and two hours. And I woke up on my birthday about three weeks after this revelation from the doctors, and the light came in through the bedroom window, and it seemed a little bit different to me. And I thought, wow, I feel the presence of God today. This is going to be beautiful. So I get up and I do exactly what I normally do, which was hardly anything. I used to have to have help bathing and putting on my clothes. And I wore my hair in a ponytail and I refused to look at myself in the mirror. And then I sat on the couch and started talking to my son. And he got up and walked away for a little bit before coming back. But in that time, what I heard was, you've been unhappy your whole life. What would it be like to finally be happy? And that was the moment and the change for me that redirected my life because, because whew, I saw 
on the other side of the room from me, literally myself, my saboteur, sitting on a stool looking at me saying, we are not going to die. I don't care what these doctors say. In two years, you're not going to be taken out of here. Now, this was not a self-love thing. This was a negative thing. Don't do the work right now because you're going to be fine. Don't listen to these divine messages because you're going to be fine. You know, you don't need that. I'm here to help you, which is what I talked about, the manipulator. And so because it was my birthday, which is, this is really crazy, guys, because it was my birthday, I realized in that moment that, wow, I could actually show myself self-love because guess what? It's my birthday and I could give it to myself as a birthday present. But thank God I did because in that experience when I said, I don't know how to do what you're asking me to do. And I heard, yes, you do. Take the five pillars of life. And so I went through them with spirituality, family, body, work, and house. And I also heard recreate it, expand it out to so big that you will feel connected to it and everything will shift. Well, I was like, oh, cool. So I first went with my relationship. And it was with uh, the man that I had been married since I was 18. So nearly, you know, my entire life, more than half my life. And I realized that he was not the man for me. I could see that he was dead inside or feeling dead inside. He was had cheated on me five years before, and it was time, I heard, to move on. The next image I saw, well, I also saw in that space, that I was with a man who made me feel light and beautiful and airy and happy, and he was totally opposite from what my husband at the time looked like, you know, so I'm seeing somebody different, which was kind of odd. And then I went into where my body, I was going through the body thing and wow, how I could feel myself light again. I could feel myself dancing. I could feel myself doing things that I hadn't felt because there's medical documentation of the paralysis in my legs and my arms. And today I don't know how and I don't care, but I don't know how I'm walking and moving and playing and running and doing the things that I do. And so in that space of going through all of it, I was so motivated. I was like, wow, this is brilliant. I want this life. So first, I dreamed it. Then I believed in everything that I saw so deeply that I had to have it. I had to acquire it. It had to be me. And then the last is creating it. So we know that I'm here today, 10 years later. So I dreamed it. I believed it so deeply that I went out and I created it. And I redo this process all the time. It's something that I teach. And it's, you can get it on my website, saintmynamemiasigns.com. It's part of the Dream Belief Create. It's there for everybody. Sibani and I have a lot of resources for you that's free, that you'll love. And so anytime I want to recreate my life or somebody wants to recreate their life, I take them through this process and have them dream the most amazing dream now back then i was nothing like i was today but i was amazing back then in, in what i could see and what i wanted i could i didn't have the capacity the consciousness the awareness i had the consciousness but i didn't have the awareness to see myself how i am now guiding thousands of women who follow my work um partnering with somebody that I'm going to get all emotional now. Somebody that I call a sister, somebody that I love, who's become family to me to create um, this, we'll call it again, this vampire to mm. support other women. I couldn't see that because I didn't know that. 
But what I did listen to was, you are the messenger of messages, and you're going to coach and teach a lot of people. That's what I heard. So that's what I did. I became a published author immediately. Uh, Publishers came to me to participate in one of their books, which was amazing because I had written for 10 years, too afraid to publish. And I found a mentor that, bam, in six weeks, I had my first event because she told me to do that, you know, And, and I moved through my experience to the point that being in that wheelchair and making that declaration, finding the way out to support myself, to build my inner core, to find a good eating program, to declare that, and not because it was the new year, but because it gave me four and a half months to prepare my body to say no to nothing, to live life fully, to discover how we can connect with our passion so deeply that we stay on that path and move forward. These were all things that I had to discover. And when you think about it, to some people, four months is not a lot of time to create that path. But what I found was during this process, I was already starting to implement things so that when January 1st, 2009 came around, bam, I transformed who I was in less than four months four to five months. The majority of me had disappeared and people didn't even recognize me. I physically looked different. I learned how to, literally, I used to call it magnetizing people to me, the energy. I used to walk down the street with girlfriends and go, watch this. And I would literally pull, because, you know, I was a kid at that stage, more or less, a juvenile energy person. I would literally have people bang right into me. They could be five feet away walking towards me. And by the time they get to me, they hit me. I mean, it was pretty, pretty amazing. And, and also to work with um, understanding who I was and who my body was. Remember, I hadn't looked in the mirror in 10 years. When I saw myself for the first time and took photos to start to do this work that I, fortunately, I'm, I'm grateful that a lot of the work that I teach is the work that I had come through me through prayers and meditation on how to heal myself. And anyone that has that ability, fabulous, please go do it. And if, if you don't, then listen and, and learn and, and, and find things online and, and enjoy your journey. But the point is, is that as I taught myself to love and appreciate myself on a different level, see, I brought myself from being back in a coma, more or less, being back in a prison cell, which was my body, to not even looking at myself, to then starting to date, to integrate into life, to meet beautiful men who found me so lovely. Why? Because I had shifted and changed so much of my perspective of who I was. I remember one time, Bonnie, this was amazing, walking down the street, um, and I teach this process called our inner rhythm. And, And in women and men, we have an inner rhythm that moves us, that connects us. It's almost like a sound, a beat, music. And so I'm walking down the street on Main Street in Santa Monica, and I look over in a window. You know, everything's all glass and mirrors and you know, come on into this shiny store. And I saw myself and I said, oh my God, you're so fat and icky. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not me. And I pulled out that inner rhythm that I have within myself. And within about four steps, I looked back and I'm like, that's right, you're back. Because I could see the beauty within myself. And I was confident again. And I was empowered. Where normally if I saw that, I would cry like a baby and run home and hide. I was not going to hide ever again. Nobody was going to keep me down, especially myself. So that's where this journey has 
been so tremendously amazing for me because it's taken me from not only was I an introvert, but when I had to publicly speak, I couldn't remember my words and my knees knocked so bad that the entire audience could see me literally shaking to a woman that could stand up on stage even just a year into her new life in front of so many people, you know, as a mentor got me prepared for the stage to be able to talk to people and connect with them and realize that if I touched only one person's life, I did what I was came here to do on this planet. And what I found out was that room, my first event had 38 people in it. Holy moly, that was amazing. And I touched every single person. And what that taught me was you have so much more to give. There's not just one person out there. You have a tribe, you have a community and, and begin to share it with the world. So when I mentioned that I heard that I was a messenger of messengers and that I would be a coach and teacher teaching amazing things, as I moved through that, I developed who I was. And so I shared people's, I brought them on my shows years ago and I shared their work with, with the world. And that is how I got to the place of having a community of colleagues. I'm not talking about followers. I'm talking about colleagues that love to support me whenever I need support as I love to support them. So this is why being connected like this is so vital and so important because you are so amazing. You who's listening in, you who may have never heard that you are a miracle and that you're magnificent. And guess what? You're not alone. And so that's why we're here, is to support mm. everyone, one who are accelerated and one who are starting. Mm. Wow, I could feel that through my whole body. I have chills everywhere. Mm. I'm glad. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that was amazing. So minute- oh, my God. I, you know what? I would love for you to share, like, when you've been on the stage and you say that, because that's like something that women are not used to hearing. And a lot of times I know that like, you know, even when I was teaching body image coaching, you know, one of the practices that I would have women do is to write on three sticky notes. You are beautiful. I love you. And just when I said that to them, like that, this is what I wanted them to do. They would start crying and yes. and they would be crying because nobody told them they were beautiful. Like, And they didn't think they were beautiful, and they didn't feel they were beautiful. So, like, this was, like, a really challenging thing for them to do. Like, this was, like, gut-wrenching. It was heart-wrenching. It was, like, mm-hmm. they had to pull everything out of them to be able to do this. You know, it was, like, such a challenging thing. Well, and, Bonnie, do you- Yeah. I was just going to say, do you remember that I told you the first time I looked in the mirror and told myself at age 24, I loved myself. And this was Mm -hmm. a message I heard from God. Go look at yourself, tell yourself, I love you. And I did that and I started crying. I started shaking. It was the worst experience. I heard you're a liar. This is not true. And, And I didn't know what to do that. I just started wrapping my arms around myself, shaking but trying to comfort myself, another thing I had never experienced in my life before. So when you say that about it ripping women apart, it rips women apart. I know from firsthand experience that it ripped me apart so much that I dabbled in self-love for 
many, many years until 10 years ago when I saved my life, literally. And then I jumped in like it's nobody's business. So what you said is, is absolutely true. Women have not heard this stuff. It's important for you guys to know how amazing you are, how beautiful you are, how strong you are. You were not told, when you were told to be quiet, that you were to be seen and not heard, or think before you speak, because what you're saying is stupid. Anything negative like that, that we have imprinted in us from childhood, is a lie about you. And this is what keeps women down, just like there's issues that keep men down, and we're trying to change that in our world as well. But for women who are listening, understand, and men, if you're listening to this, goes for you too. Understand that what we are told when we are young really does make our belief system of who we are. And so any of these painful things around empowerment and being told off all the time, most people don't even realize that that happened to them to the full extent until someone like me says, hey, it's okay. This is not the truth about you. We want to hear from you. As a human on this planet, we want to hear from you. And when you said share with them about how women react to the, um, their magnificence and how I open my talks of Love Changes the Energy of Your Story, they break down. They break down and they cry. But I was told, you know, because I always am meditating and praying off on the side wings before I go on stage, and I'm always told to say that first. I have a message that you have to hear. You are a miracle. You are deeply loved. And you were not alone. And I was told that when I said, but, you know, when I answered by saying, but it really disturbed them. And then immediately I heard, you're breaking the barriers of their belief system. Because what happens when they surrender in that moment of connecting to the truth that inside they know is true, but they've been told that it's not true about them, they're opening up to the message. And then I say to them, whatever I say that does not, and this goes for the radio show here too, whatever we say that does not resonate with you, that's okay. Do not take that in as your core value because it doesn't resonate with you. We're not here to tell you BS. We're here to share things that help you move through your life. So what resonates with you? Amazing. What doesn't resonate with you? It's okay. We've talked on our shows, Bonnie and I, before about the 5% rule. And I teach this 5% rule, and 5% of the population will absolutely love you. Well, gosh, it goes even up to 10 and 15% that will absolutely love you. That's a lot of people. When you think about the stats from a couple years back of 7 billion people on this planet, now it's close to 8 billion. But when you think about those stats and you divide that by 5%, guess what? That's 350 million people that will love you on the low end and over, gosh, I don't even want to do the figures, but over, you know, like 12 million or 12, whatever. See, I don't want to do the figures on that. Um, you're the money person. <laughs> what is 350 million times three? It's like 250 million, something like that. Anyways, the point is, is that that's a lot, a lot of opportunities to connect with right. people, a lot of ways to, to get out of this fear that keeps us trapped. So it's beautiful. Really right, and we don't need to be in fear. There is really, you know, one of the reasons why it's so important to have people around you to help elevate you, you know, so understanding who are the people around you. 
because you need to know who your go-to people are for certain things. And Mm -hmm. I always believe that, you know, everybody has different purposes. You know, it's like, don't expect one person to be your end-all, end-all for everything, even if you're married, because the truth is they're not your end-all, end-all for everything. They're your partner, but they're not your end-all, end-all for everything. So the idea is to, you know, be in your best place and have the support around you that you need from positive people who are going to reinforce you and lift you back up when you aren't in your fabulous self place. Because look, we all go there. We've all been there. We've all done that. And most of them, most of us are there most of the time. So mm-hmm. it does take an effort to up-level yourself, to be in a good place, to have a good life, to live a fabulous existence. All of these things take a little bit of effort and time. They don't just, you know, they don't just happen naturally. So, you know, they do have to be planned. Right. And the amazing thing is that we're going to bring this to you um, week by week by week to support you. And with that, Bonnie, guess what? We're out of time. We have done our first show on Fab and Femme Zone. Woohoo! <laughs> so exciting. So Perfect. we'll see everybody. We will talk to everybody next week. Have a beautiful Fab and Femme week. Bye.